All right, hey, welcome to another episode of The Gravel Trap. So we just passed the halfway mark of the season, and we're just getting started here. Welcome back. In tonight's episode, we're going to dive into the technical details of Formula One. And thanks so much for joining. With us, as always, we have Phil, Ryan, and I'm Tommy. Let's uh, jump right into it. And for starters, Ryan, what are your thoughts on the current version of the F1 car? The current version of the F1 car? The current version of the Formula One yeah. video game, because... We've done a little bit of that recently. We have done some of that recently. And that's my only exposure, not actually because it's a video game, but that's my only exposure to the car. But it's fun to drive on there, but I'm really not good at it. <laughs> it's hard. Training sessions, plenty of practice time coming up. I hope yeah. so. But Philippe can tell us all the details because he's all about the technical side of the business. Right? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Philippe is like the well, tech expert on the car. I can tell you we're in the turbo hybrid era. And uh, we have halos, and that's about all I can tell you about the technical part of the car. Yeah, definitely in simple terms. We are in a new generation of car where cars were designed so that the technical regulations were created so that the cars can follow each other much closer and basically offer more exciting racing. In past times, especially from 2017 to the 2021 season, the cars were some of the fastest cars Formula One has ever seen. However, because the surfaces were the top surfaces were creating a whole lot of downforce it just made it hard for cars behind to follow or to get within one second while still holding pace a car would basically either just not be able to get close or if it did get close it would burn their tires up so there were just a couple of regulations um really it was just a whole mass just overhaul of the regulations to design the cars with ground effects so that the, the downforce is created from under the car as opposed to on top of the car so that they could just follow much closer. And so far, I don't think it's a perfect product yet, but you know what, we're 11 races in and I think we've seen a lot of exciting racing. What do you guys think? Yeah, much, much closer racing since uh, compared to seasons before. A lot of, somebody can overtake and a corner later, somebody can pass them right back. Definitely. are able to stick with each other a little bit. We saw that in the first race of the season. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been a fan in previous seasons, but 11 races in, I feel like we've had three or four really exciting races the whole time. Maybe not like battles for first that were exciting in every race, but there have been some amazing battles for second, and even like amazing battles for seventh or eighth. Yeah. Right. So I've, I've been extremely entertained, and every new, I'm a new person, but every newer person that I've talked to, like they watch one race basically, and they're totally hooked. Yeah. yeah. Which I, is, that's why you've got to redesign the cars, right? First, make it better sport better racing for the drivers but the hope behind that i think has got to be getting new fans into the sport right yeah which they've done a really good job with so far this season and the past few years in f1 is getting new fans new people on board getting the uh, the netflix show drive to survive getting that cranked up and, and that's really pulling in a lot of people right now this in, in, in especially in the united states yeah i think the netflix show has done a better job getting new people than better cars agree yeah yeah i would agree 100 percent. Yeah. that thing is show, that I mean, thing has gone insane the, it's yeah, been incredible i actually just started watching it and i'm hooked i will say it's definitely i think it would be more fun as someone who'd never seen it someone who's watched all the races yeah. and has gotten pretty super into it and now has a really good excuse to dig super deep with this podcast i'd rather just go watch race highlights on youtube but I understand why someone who's never been into the sport sees that Netflix documentary and they're like, oh my gosh, when's the next race? I gotta watch. I think one thing that, that F1 always, in the past, used to do an amazing job with, and that was the sound of the cars. The sound of the cars were always crazy. Mm -hmm. 
and like you're, you're sitting next to the track and you feel the vibration of the car much more so than you do nowadays. You have complained about that a little bit on the broadcast recently, right? I might have touched on it a little bit. Yeah, but they don't, they're just not. He's definitely complained about that. They're just not as loud as they used to be. They don't, you don't get the same feeling when you hear them all charging into turn one on the first lap that you used to. And I can speak as someone who's been watching and the YouTube highlights are different to the broadcast, but as someone who's been watching a lot of YouTube, there are the old videos where they're showing like David Coulthard highlights or Michael Schumacher highlights. Like the cars definitely do sound a lot better in those videos than they yeah. do in the current era. And I'm not really sure why they're doing that. They sound similar, maybe not the same, they have a similar sound, but they're still not- super loud. They're definitely muting it on TV a little yeah. bit. Not when you compare them back to the V8s, the V10s, the 12s, and the way those things were screaming. It's a completely different experience. And but the cars are still really loud. I think they could do better yeah. on the broadcast. I think yeah, we, cranking up the broadcast. Yeah, the TV doesn't do it any justice. I've been to the Canadian GP in 2017, and it's loud. It's definitely loud. And I think over time, they have done things to, they've opened up the mufflers a little bit, they've opened up the wastegates a little bit to make it, make this thing a bit louder. And I, and I think they succeeded a little bit. Yeah, they did. When they first came out with this new era of car, I believe they did realize real quick that these things are really quiet like compared to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> vacuums. Yeah. That's what they all want to hear. They're going to be really impressed by that. But if they can find a way to turn these things up just a little more, just give me a little more volume when these things are on TV, man. I want to hear the cars. I think a lot of people want to be able to hear the commentary, but give me some, give me some hot laps with these things screaming. I want that. I think a big reason why it's not, one of the things that made the old generation of engines extremely loud, one was that they revved all the way up 18, 19, 20,000 RPM. And they weren't turbo, they had what, dual exhaust, in today's generation cars, they're revving all the way up to what, only 11,000, 11,500, maybe 12,000, and it's only coming out of one exhaust pipe as it gets muffled through the turbo. So I think that's one of the reasons yeah. as well why it's just not getting the decibels as the, uh, the engines prior were. Yeah, you know how they have those moments during somebody's running a really good lap and like, all right, turn it up. We're just going to do audio only. Nobody's going to talk in the background. Right. And they turn it up a little bit so you can hear the cars better. That's what I'm looking for. Right. Let me hear that a little bit. Well, tell those guys to shut up then. Say, hey, you guys don't need to say nothing. <laughs> let me hear yeah, the cars. Shut your British accents <laughs> off and let me hear some hot machinery. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember being, like, Phil, you went in 2017 to Canada. I went in 2008. Oh, yeah, both of you guys just and... flex. You've been to F1 races. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I'm going to Abu Dhabi race, this year. Mark my words. That race... I just remember sitting next to the track and walking the entire circuit and hearing the cars at different points of the track and how it felt when they passed and going to Coda four years in a row and during the, tu- the turbo era, and mm-hmm. I believe it was, man, maybe like 16, it might have been 15, 16, 17 and 18 or something. I can't remember the years I went, but the, all of, every time I went, it was the same thing. It was the cars are not loud enough for me compared to canada in 08 they just felt so good but back then what were they phil in 2008 like 3.8 liter v8s yeah 2.4 v8s were they 2.4 v8s 2.4 v8s yep all right yeah all right so they're they're not even that much shit man yeah and they were revving a lot bigger than what they have now they were revving real high back then too oh yeah 20,000 man 20,000 rpm real high 
so crazy. That is insane. Yeah. That's wild. Speaking of Canadian Grands Prix, as we're supposed to say, would you care to explain why you're wearing a Ferrari t-shirt, Tommy? As a Mercedes I mean, fan? So when I was there in 2008, I bought this shirt along with a couple others. One was a Lewis Hamilton shirt. Who you're truly a fan of. Of course. So why are you wearing a Ferrari shirt tonight? Because I support Ferrari as well. I'm pretty sure from the moment I started watching F1, I was a fan of Ferrari first before I started following Lewis. So now you're admitting and to being a traitor. Ah. No, I'm not a traitor. I like the team of Ferrari. I think they've done kind of a, I don't know, I wouldn't say a half-assed job, but they've dropped the ball so many times over the past shit, 10 seasons. They haven't been able to get things together. Just race management, that's all. They've designed an it's, incredible car. Yeah. Oh but yeah, great cars, but they need to look up the definition of strategy in the dictionary. Maybe read a couple books. <laughs> Ferrari is F1. When you think F1, they're the like longest we had, running we've team. We've said it before, but you think more Mercedes because it's what yeah, you Yeah, I think all of no, these guys. I'm a, yeah, I know they've you, won the past eight right. seasons, but I'm still Aside a Ferrari fan. Year, Nobody will ever call me a Fairweather fan because I'm a Charles Leclerc fan. Yeah. Yeah, but I can wear a damn Ferrari shirt if I want to. I'm just wondering why. <laughs> I don't think Ferrari is F1 anymore. I'm not ever going to wear Mercedes gear. You don't no, think Ferrari's, Ferrari's F1? Maybe Ferrari's old F1. Uh, just, Ferrari might be old F1, yeah, but old who, F1. who do you think is F1 now, Philippe? I think everybody, man. I think everybody has a piece of the pie now, at least a lot more than what they used to. You're so Williams is F1? I think Williams is a part of F1. Hell, they kept Williams has a big story in F1. Well, there's a yeah. big difference between being a part of F1 and being F1. They got their market, man. McLaren is definitely F1. Mercedes, definitely F1. Um, Red Bull is F1. Red Bull has definitely become F1. If y'all had to rank, let's say top five teams, not in terms of performance, but in terms of maybe like marketing. Notoriety. Yeah, notoriety, what are your top five? Within the past how many Within years? the top, past, past three years. Let's call it the, let's, instead of the turbo hybrid area, let's call it the Netflix Drive to Survive era. Name your top five uh, I mean, teams who's, in who's notoriety. Who's most on Netflix? <laughs> it's Red Bull. Yeah. I think yeah, I mean, Red Bull Hunter might be number one. Owns that show. Red Bull might be number one. Ferrari, Mercedes, definitely fighting two or three. Haas. Who knows? I feel like Gunther. Haas is on there. Because of Gunther Steiner. Gunther Steiner Fuck. makes Drive to Survive. Yeah, His Fuck. accent is just so... Yeah, it's like, unfucking believable It's just like, I don't know how you guys learn how to drive yeah. cars. I hate these fucking drivers. It's not fucking. It's not fucking. It's fucking. It's yeah, F-O-C-K-I-N-G. Yeah, that's not a um, bad word. He's a You motherfuckers. Yeah, no, it's, that's not actually... Yeah, mo motherfuckers. Where do you guys... do? You, Maybe this, it won't be fun if you know this, but knowing his accent and just hearing it, where do you think he's from? Fucking Germany. First of all, do you know where he's from? He's from Austria. <laughs> but do you know where he was born, grew up? I thought it was Austria, right? He wasn't. I don't. It wasn't Austria? He's freaking Italian. <laughs> was he really? He was born there. But <laughs> Gunther Steiner obviously sounds Austrian, German, that yeah, kind of language. But yeah, he was born in Italy. But his language, his accent is like completely German, super he thick. He made up his own fucking language. He's my favorite on the show. He's accent. awesome. All right, so we've got Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, and Haas. And who's five? McLaren. I got my answer. I got McLaren. Yeah. For me, it's McLaren. Yeah, yeah they did focus a lot on Zach Brown. But like, that show too. they're fighting hard to become, I, won't, I don't want to say relevant, because they definitely are. But like they're fighting hard to be in that A grade tier one league up there with Mercedes, McLaren, and Ferrari. Sure. Do you think Zach Brown's doing a good job? I didn't initially, but I feel like he is doing a pretty good job. And I was listening to something about Mario Andretti and him, how close he's getting with Zach Brown. And he's going to be doing a, I think 
Mario Andretti is actually going to drive a, I think, last year's one car at Coda this year. And that's Mario something Andretti big now. to talk about. Like How 80, old is he, 82, though? something like that. <laughs> I think. If, He's an old man. Let me Google it. Andretti is going to be shooting for F1 in 2024. Oh, yeah, I know that. So Zach Brown is giving Mario Andretti. Yeah, he's 82. Driving. That's a good guess. 82. Nice. Yeah, that's a good Dude, guess. Dude, they won't let me drive an F1 car when I'm 25. <laughs> They're going to let him drive one when he's 82? He's an F1 driver. I'm just saying. Like, one championship. We don't he, let my grandfather drive his Toyota Corolla like at 82. Like 436 trophies that he's won in his career in motorsports. Does that include participation trophies? Those are his freaking trophies that he's won. Didn't he win the Baja 1000 one year? Dude, he ran everything. Anything. And what he was talking about when I was listening to this other, when I was listening to him talk F1, it was like, and just racing in general, he was just talking about how he loves the sport. He just loves racing, period, more than anything. So whether he was in F1 or he was going from one weekend to another and jumping in, Indy cars or going and racing off road, it didn't matter. He just had to be in a car, had to be racing, and I think just a complete race monster, just a nut. So did the Americans steal him from Italy? <laughs> we steal I don't know all his, of our good I don't things know from his Italy. Story. He talked about growing up in Italy, and he talked about how F one, watching F one as a kid, was like the dream, of course, and how that became a reality. And but man, what would it be like to see Andretti? in the on the field with all these other guys over in, in 2024 that's their goal is to be there in two years this is completely off topic but if y'all could be from any other country in the world you can't pick the u.s again where would you be from man that's a tough choice because i'm such a mix of all kinds of things personally so i would have to say italy for me yeah for me it is not a tough choice i'm gonna be from italy yeah yeah what about you, Philippe? I don't know, man. That's I have to really think about that. No, just off the cuff. Go right now. Three, two, one. Oh, South Africa. Ooh, South okay. Africa. All right. All right. We'll get back on topic now. <laughs> What's what is next on our agenda? Did you? First, I'll throw something in there. Did y'all see how many tickets they've already sold to the next year's? Austrian Grand Prix. Everybody was talking online. They're like, all the abuse allegations came out, of course. And they were like, nobody's ever going to go to this thing's doomed. But like, then they fly out. They're like, we're starting to sell tickets right now. Boom, 50,000 in three days. Damn. I didn't know they would even open ticket sales up for something that far in advance. I didn't either. But That's wild. There they go. 50,000 in three days. That's pretty wild. Did y'all read all those abuse allegations? No, I didn't. It's sad, but I don't know. Maybe I'll get reamed for saying this, but you gotta feel like that happens at pretty much every race. You get 140,000 people together, there's gonna be some rotten apples. I'm just wondering why I got all the press in Austria. It's Mercedes I got kicked out of the infield of Daytona one time, but that's not F1. Uh, that is a story for non-recording time. <laughs> Scott Speed used to race in F1, and we were chasing him down. When he was in Daytona, we were in the infield just hanging out, and we see Scott Speed walking by. We're like, Scotty Speed! <laughs> they say he's you such a dick on iRacing. Oh, we were heckling, we were heckling him pretty hard. They told us we need to get out of the infield. Yeah. So if I was in Austria, I could have done whatever the hell I wanted to do. Yeah. You've already been kicked out of one race. Why not just get kicked <laughs> out of another one? All right, what else we got? 
Oh. Philippe. This is, before so, we jump into the next thing, this is a plug for the Gravel Trap newsletter. And it's old. It's got like 20 million views on YouTube. But I found a live recording of the F1 theme on YouTube. And it's going in the newsletter, which is definitely going to be a little bit late this week and go out today, which is going to be Friday instead of Wednesday like it's supposed to. But if you're not signed up for the Gravel Trap newsletter and you've never seen that video, you got to sign up. It is epic. Some people don't like the theme. I think the theme is amazing. And hearing it live will give you chills. Yeah. And the newsletter is really that good, actually. I did read it and I loved it. I thought it was great. And it's exactly what we need expand on this whole thing, F1, get people involved. You don't have the time to listen to the podcast for 30, 45 minutes, at least check out the newsletter and read what they have, to, what we have to say and catch up on F1. Yeah, because this is Ryan here. I spearhead the newsletter and Tommy and Philippe are really funny in person when they're talking, but I'm only funny with words. So that's <laughs> why I have talk. the newsletter. So I have to think about what I say before I do it. <laughs> And then it's funny. Going back to the cars and the technical side of things and how they went from these 13-inch wheels to 18s. Phil, what are your thoughts? And obviously, the brakes are going to change, right? The whole braking system is now much larger and probably much Yeah, I think they wanted, to, they wanted to go to a tire that just didn't degrade. That was a little bit more predictable, mm -hmm. a lower profile tire, higher pressures, just a stronger tire so that they can have better battles. And... They wanted it to be more, how can I say it, road car relevant because, you know, who rides around with 13-inch 13 13-inch 13 <laughs> wheels, high-profile tires? Nobody. How, how tall were the sidewalls on those old 13s? Those things were massive. You watch the whole tire just shake across yeah, the wheel. Yeah, and they're purposely, like a dragster, a dragster purposely has low-pressure mm -hmm. settings. Cool. They did that just to increase the contact patch to get more grip crazy little tricks they used to use that they can't use now because the tire pressures are significantly higher than what they used to. So yeah, cool stuff. And I like, I like the way I, they look. I come at the tires and all the car stuff from a very much a non-F1 technical background, even though it's funny, I'm an engineer. I will just say the size of the tires alone, when you look at them, just they look, the cars look meaner. Yeah. And I, I think, think they, they look, look a lot better with the big yeah, tires. I agree. Yeah, and when you see the size of those things in person, they'll blow your mind how big they are on that car. Well, which I know, the car itself I know how big is 18 inches is. massive. Oh, do you? <laughs> the car is massive. It's so huge. If you look at like the evolution of the F1 car over the years, how big these things have become. But the tires on the current car with the current design, they're huge. I, the way that I learned how big they are is that crazy picture. It's either, I think it's either Lewis or Leclerc where the halo is saving them from the tire, basically crushing them. And that's when I learned how big the tires were. I was like, oh my gosh, compare it to the size of somebody's head in a helmet. And helmets are big and the tire still looks gigantic. And that's when I learned how big they are. Do you like the big tires, Philippe? You've been oddly silent on this, visually. Oddly silent, I don't know, you just came in, but yeah, I think this, I think the cars- No, I mean, you, saw, you talked about the technical part of it, but like visually, do you like how they look? Yeah, I love how they look. I love the entire package. I think they did a fantastic job with these cars, and I, I can't wait to see how they evolve over the seasons. I think they're gonna be great. Yeah, I, do you think they're gonna change them at all from there? I think they're probably gonna roll- um, Aesthetically, no. I think they're just gonna be some little bits and things like that that they change over time. For instance, like the floor is gonna change a little bit. Things that aren't, I think, visible to the naked eye. But I think they're gonna stay the same. I think 
Yeah, I, I don't think the cars are going to change much visually, and I don't think they have really the what about, budget. What about Mercedes with their side pods? Are they going to are they going to do something a little different next year? Are they going to roll with the same side pods and just try to manipulate so that they can? It depends on how they speed out of the car. I think that depends on a few factors. I think that depends on how they do this weekend. And I also mm -hmm. think it depends on how they do after the summer break. If they're hitting on all cylinders and they're freaking winning races between now and the beginning of the summer break, I think they're going to keep it. But if they are still coming in third, still 0.2, 0.3 seconds off the pace per lap, yeah, they're going to consider some new avenues. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you want to go with that? What? Oh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna turn this, this into the Alonzo section the of the Alonzo podcast statement. now. Tommy pulled up a little picture of Fernando saying, "If you are slow and perform moderately, you block the way for up and coming talents. Then you have to make room. I'm still fast. It's other drivers who lock the door for fresh blood." This is Which from is just Alonzo. Did such you see a that, such a typical F1 driver thing to say. Nothing is ever their fault. Every single crash. Oh, he turned right into me. And then the other guy, I had nowhere to go. Like, it's never an <laughs> F1 driver's fault. Like, they can... Unless you're George Russell, he'll apologize for himself and the driver next to him. Oh, I've never heard that on the radio. But if an F1 Aside driver rear-ended you, it would be your fault. Yeah. By the way, I hate listening to George Russell talk on the radio. Like, he gives so <laughs> much information, requires so much information. So he's on a fucking talk show when he's on the radio. I can't stand it. <laughs> Do y'all ever go on Formula Dank on Reddit and look at the memes? I'm going to check them out right now. They're incredible. Do you know that, that <laughs> meme template where it's that guy, he's definitely on a college campus, and he's sitting in front of a table with a sign that says, something changed my mind to that format? So one went pretty hard the other week. They go, George Russell is a dick, changed my mind. And <laughs> everybody started talking about him on the radio, and then there were all sorts. Of, Reddit goes so meta so quickly, so there were all sorts of other memes about George Russell and being like, I don't think he's a dick, and then it was like, all Formula One drivers are dicks, and it was, it's hilarious. But you, anybody who's listening, and but, Tommy and Philippe, you gotta get on Formula Dank, it's hilarious. But he's a try, you don't get like the notion that he's a tryhard sometimes, like he tries hard to impress, he tries hard to be like this perfect being. He tries hard to I not think show he does. He tries, even the way that he talks in the media, he tries really hard to be super professional when he's in the media. Yeah. And, you but can, he also lets out a lot of emotion. He'll cry on camera nonstop. You can totally tell he's a tryhard. Just look yeah. at the way he slicks back his hair. <laughs> like the guy, he is like that stereotypical pretty boy that everybody made fun of in high school because he just is too perfect. So... I don't remember if it was last episode, we talked about Mick and whether or not you thought he would drive for Ferrari. He never will, but we're also not done. We're not will. done with Alonzo yet. We still got a you little bit of dishing Alonzo? on Alonzo. Okay. Did y'all see the quote? He was like, F1 is boring and only three teams or really two teams can win and they need to change things because it's just not like fair. But I also... When was that statement? Let me see. It's a couple days ago. But I also never, I wasn't a fan, but I did a little research and I never heard him saying that when he was winning. <laughs> yeah. That's just a lot. I certainly wouldn't say that if I were winning. That's, yeah. yeah. He's just but, an asshole. But still, you don't have only one team winning. or. No, he said there were fighting. like two or three teams winning. And two or, yeah, two or three teams. But that's like for, how it always goes. That's how Look at any sport. It's more that's than there it used to be. 
There used to be one team fighting for the championship for seven years in a row. Yeah, that was like the day after the Austrian Grand Prix. He was like, it's too boring. What did he say? If it's too boring, then what is he doing making statements? Right. He's still fast. Other drivers are blocking. Not him. That's why I wanted to bring this up because it doesn't make any get sense out. with that quote. <laughs> if you're yeah, bored, get, get out. He goes, it's all about Red Bull and Ferrari. Only Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, and Sergio Perez can win. I don't know of any other sport where it goes like this. And I'm like, I do. Any other one. It always happens. Also, speaking of that quote, I just learned this week. I always thought it was just a British accent thing. But then I saw, I noticed the accent on his name. It truly is Sergio Perez, not Perez. The accent is on that first E. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Sergio Perez. And people are gonna, people are going to accuse me of pretending to speak with a British is accent. Is more of a D or is it an R? Is it like Perez or Perez? Because you're going to go full on Perez. Spanish accent. It's going to be Perez. with a little bit of a D. But I'm just going to go Perez like Martin Brundle always does. And I'm just going to roll with it. There you go. What do you think Channel about Alonzo? Phil, do you think he's fa still fast enough? Yeah, definitely. Do you think I mean, he's just full of shit and talks too much? I think it's that too. All of the above. <laughs> it's all of the above. <laughs> I, I think he's fast as hell, man. I think he's. I was a little off his bandwagon earlier in the year, earlier in the season, but he's had some pretty good drives this year, and he still makes those yeah. tenacious Alonzo moves and just his yeah. decision making. To me, he still drives the same way he did 10 years ago. Do you think he still overdrives cars in a way that uh, mechanically they just can't quite handle his driving style? Because that's what I always felt about him, that he always kind of... I think... He's always known to push the car a little bit too much, and then the car freaking thing explodes. And that's just, a, oh, that's a great cool. question, and I do believe that. And I feel like that's why he really wasn't successful in the last generation of cars, because... You could not overdrive those cars. You couldn't. You'll melt the tires. The fucking engines were just so sensitive. Everything was just so sensitive. So I, I do believe that's why he wasn't truly successful in the last era of Formula One. But I do think these cars now may not be as robust as, let's just say, like an Indy car, but I think they're a little stronger now, which is why yeah. I believe maybe he could perhaps get a little bit more success. The season's still not over. We're halfway. Let's just see where he ends up. If y'all had to guess... Assuming you don't know, where would you rank Alonzo in terms of F1 driver salaries? I see you covering your phone over there. I was wondering why. Now it makes sense. Oh, man, driver salaries. Obviously, you know who well, one and two are. Where does he fall? Top five. Gotta be. Correct. Yeah, because I think Vettel's up there with him, right? It would be... Vettel's up there, but not quite. I don't think he... I don't know, man. Man. I'm just trying to think of who the top five would be. One, I mean, you have the obvious. One Lewis is Max, Max, two is Lewis, and then who do you got after that? Vettel. Is it Vettel? I thought Vettel would be up. No. Do you think Vettel's number three, Phil? No, I think. Uh, I think. I want to look at my phone so bad, but I. No, you know what? Don't you do it. Alonso has to be either third or fourth. You know what? I would say Alonso took a pay cut going to Aston, so I would put him fourth, and I would put Vettel, Alonso Vettel third. Going to Aston. Please tell me. Alonso is tied for third highest, assuming that these numbers are right. Now, like, nobody ever really knows what contracts are unless they're, like, super big deal. And I know Danny Rick. Danny Rick has a $20 million. I know that for McLaren, unless he took a pay cut. So he may be. This, the, every, everything that I found put Danny at 15. Yeah. But Fernando and Lando at, 50, at 20 each. Really? Lando Norris at 20? Apparently Lando Norris is making oh. $20 million bucks a year. What? That's awesome. 
that's awesome. As a I, mean, tw- if, I like Lando. I how old is Lando? Nice 24? And I'm 25. I'm doing the wrong thing for work. <laughs> I barely make 20,000. Well, you're going to make 20 million a couple years from now. Yeah, you'll be looking if, back. If on a couple means like 10, then maybe. <laughs> that's the goal. But isn't that nuts? I didn't expect him to make so much. But yeah, he's, apparently he's making 20 million bucks. Damn. No. I would want him to be a lot higher on the points if I was paying him 20 million bucks a year. I'll say that. Lando Norris? Or uh, Lando and Alonzo. But I would be happy with Lando because he's so young. So do you think that's posted salary? Or is that what he's actually getting in his bank account? And you know that they have all of their endorsements. Well, he, and yeah, all that he's stuff, got right? all of his endorsements yeah, I mean, and then he's got his clothing brand. He's for sure taken in way more than that. If he's smart, if any of these guys are the, all branding the, themselves. the big guys are making double their, like they're making their same race salary in endorsement yeah, income. If not because more. These guys are so world famous. Yeah. And then Lonzo's got his own clothing brand, Kamoa. He's making stuff on that, and he owns it. So he's all these guys are absolutely crushing it, except for Yuki. If apparently, if these numbers are right, apparently Yuki is the only Formula One driver that's not making a million dollars a year. He's a youngin. He's just coming into the sport, but he's got to prove himself and then go pull in some money. Yeah, they're getting him. Um, get some points. It, get some more. They're points. sending him to a psychologist. Oh, say he, are they? Yeah, because he goes just straight up. Yeah, him. <laughs> In Drive to Survive last season. It was hilarious, man. I just think he has a language barrier. He tries to talk F1, and he just has a language barrier that people just don't understand. And he's trying to, like, sound F1. He's trying to give the right information. He's trying to give the right emotion. He's just a little bit off. <laughs> Fucking brakes. I don't know. I don't he know. Drive, though. He's he'll, doing... he'll get there. Yeah. And, yeah, he sure can drive. Definitely can. Yeah, because put... yeah, between him and Gasly, we were talking about them. Yeah. And a couple episodes ago about how who's the better driver in the team and i think phil i think you had said you yeah i think yuki's dope the team, yeah? i was reading articles this week like his seat's not guaranteed yet but people are pretty sure that he's going to get it again who are they going to put in there though if he was to so happen if he was to so happen not oh, get resigned go away? yeah who would they put in there i just can't see anybody not well, who's coming up through F2? That's even somebody that they would consider. Or Colton heard a baby stealing from Mercedes. Uh, pulling somebody else out of other sports. I don't know. I, uh, I hear Tom Cruise can drive an F1 car. Oh, Maybe they'll put him got. in there. I heard Tommy can drive an oh, F1, yep. too, uh, F1 car, too. I heard Ryan can drive an F1 car. Anybody can drive one. F1 22. <laughs> but yeah, I could drive one on F1 22, yeah. but my lap times are like 10 seconds a lap slower than Tommy. They weren't 10 seconds. They were five slower. seconds a lap slower. They were definitely up. I mean, they were a lot slower. I don't even know how you do it. I got to work on my braking on that game. But have you ever seen, have you seen that video of Tom Cruise driving the F1 car? Like he, he hops in a Red Bull F1 car around 2011. And obviously it's dramatized for YouTube, but it looks like David Coulthard spends like a little bit of time teaching him how to actually do it. And then he just goes out starts off slow and then starts ripping laps off and really gets the thing up to top speed and then comes in, gets a little more coaching and then shaves 11 seconds off his lap time. And obviously that was what probably a full was day. It was at Willow uh, Springs. Oh, I forget. Yeah. Willow. And obviously that's like a full day that they spent out there and it's obvi- it's cut into an incredibly short YouTube video, but still it's pretty cool that he can get in there and, just do that. He's so talented at what he does. And then he, after the race, he, or after, no, they weren't racing, but after the drive, he got in a Red Bull helicopter and backflipped it. Awesome. Yeah, well, he's an amazing pilot. Just, he can, 
Yeah, he's actually, after the last Mission Impossible movie, he did a bunch of training for it out in Texas, like 18, not 18, but 12 hour a day intensive helicopter training to do some of those maneuvers because he's flying the helicopter in every scene in that last Mission Impossible. Right. And I read an article from a military helicopter pilot that said like the maneuvers he's doing, Tom Cruise just put himself with all that work, like top 1% helicopter pilots in the world just for a movie. Like he's so dedicated. Maybe he's he'd be insane. a helicopter pilot for some of the drivers. Yeah, maybe Lance Stroll needs a new pilot. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking Lance Stroll. So I had a question about Mick. I was thinking about your comment last time we talked, and it was about how Mick will never drive for Ferrari. You, you don't think he'll drive for Ferrari? And I saw Ferrari's just too that, big of a team to be that, like, um, oh yeah, your dad was great and you're good. Now we'll take you. He's got to be great. I think he will end up at Ferrari one day. But this, if he this becomes a great driver, then up, yes, absolutely. This thing that I pulled up said Toto has been looking at Mick. Really? To Which replace him? I don't know if I believe that. Is that you think like when Lewis is done, we'll I get Mick in there? And George is going to be the top driver? What, that's what they're implying, but I don't know that I would believe. But oh. would Mick want to go into I a I can't top think of a faster way to tank the Mercedes team. What would if he Mick... had the opportunity to go to Mercedes, he would go to Mercedes. N- not necessarily, Which, man. Not in these regulations. Do you think he'll hold out for a Ferrari? I think he needs to hold out for a number one seat. That's the next you evolution. Nick Schumacher will get a number one seat? I'm so not saying he will. I'm saying that's said. what I think he needs to hold out for. But you had said it was you don't drive for Ferrari until you win some races or until you at least podium. Right. right? You or can't you podium. Win, you right? have to win. Yeah, to be a Ferrari driver. Yeah. So Sainz didn't win. Signs. He didn't win. Didn't he? Oh. Oh, Leclerc? Well, I wasn't a fan then. What race did Leclerc win before he started driving for Ferrari? He's won three after. <laughs> so you, you don't necessarily have to win to be a Ferrari driver. Like I don't you know, need I don't, to be able to come into the team and perform. I don't know enough about F1 to say that Leclerc didn't win or did would, win you before would want he to started. Believe that you have to win to be. Well, he just had a great GP2 season. I think you'd have to have more potential than... No, not potential. You'd have to have just, better performance than Mick. If Mick keeps driving how he's driving now it, and gets only better, he could potentially be there, yeah. But he's got to be a great driver, not a good driver to get to Ferrari. Yeah. And right now he's a good driver. Ferrari has two good drivers that they're really happy with, so they're not changing anything anytime soon. And his problem there is those guys are really young, and they could be there for a while. He might be a victim of timing. He might end up good enough to get there, and then... Those guys are just there already, and he missed it by a couple years. That's a bummer, if it happens. That's F1, baby. That's why we love it. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm crazy still going to, if Charles Leclerc ever leaves Ferrari, I'm still going to be his undying fan. He ain't leaving no Ferrari. Favorite. You're following the driver. I'm following the driver, and I will love Ferrari because that was my first Formula One team because I like the driver, but I will... I'll also cheer for Charles Leclerc no matter where he goes. I think I really you, I like cheer for all the drivers. I love Perez. I love them all. The sport. But P- Perez is my second favorite. Sorry, science. So sorry, you guys. You cheer for Lance Stroll. I don't cheer if for doing, him. If he's but doing, but it does well. I'm very happy. I'm not yeah. like, oh yeah. man, I hate if that guy. I wish he was him. doing poor. And if yeah, if he screws up and make big yeah. fun of him. Typical Lance. Which he does often, and he gives me a great opportunity to. But, like, I, and honestly, I never thought I'd say this because Tommy's wife ruined me on him when I first started watching. <laughs> I don't even get upset when Max wins down. anymore. I really, I'm happy to see it. I really don't get upset. 
hey Phil, what race was it where Stroll was driving really well in the rain? It was Turkey, 2020. Was that Turkey? Yeah. He put it on pole, yeah. remember? Yeah. That was one of those moments where I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, and then, then, and then he came in, changed tires, fucked his whole race up while the winner, Lewis Hamilton, stayed on the, the worn down intermediates and had literally one of the greatest drives I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Yeah. What race was this? Turkey. This was Turkey 2020. Turkey 2020. I guess I got YouTube highlight homework to do. I'm so glad do. that they brought that track back too, because that's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. That he that was such an amazing race. That was his best rain victory mm -hmm. ever. A lot of people say it was Silverstone 2008, which was another great race. However, I think that Turkey 2020 was an incredible race. Wasn't. Wasn't there some rain in Brazil when he won his first world championship? Yeah, yeah. When Lewis won his first? Would you say that was that not was... his greatest rain race ever? No, he got fifth. But yeah, he won he, the world he, championship. He did what he had to do. He won. It was like the last corner. He passed Timo Glock, I believe it was. And going into, I don't know if you would call it the last corner, but that left-hander before they come up the hill. Yeah. And gets by him. And that was like... So exciting, but heartbreaking at the same time. For Felipe. Felipe Massa mm -hmm. had won the championship. Did everything he had I to think do. he won the race. He won the race. Damn sure did. Won the race, would have won the championship. Lewis made that final pass on Timo and won the championship. He did what he needed to do. Right. Yeah, which the year before he had lost by one point to Kimi Rae. Yeah, because he beached it in China. He beached it in. Yeah, yeah, I know. You can go back and you can say, oh, he did this and this yeah. race or this and that race. But I actually do think about that one that's where i go to mm -hmm. him coming into the pits locks it up and just went straight off yeah. <laughs> yeah. parked it yeah and that was his race and if he hadn't done that he would have won the championship that year definitely of course if everything else stayed the same but crazy crazy stuff man i just i don't know any other sport and this is why i love it where it's such a small mistake and you're done. You're done for the day. You're gone. No points. Yeah. You could ruin your world championship status on it. It is wild. It happens really fast with these guys. Very fast. I think that's why I love it's the sport. Are fast. There's just no margin. I think that's why I love it too. You yeah. have to be perfect yeah. to win. And there's no yeah. other sport like that. And pretty much most other ones, you just got to be tough enough to make it to the end. Right. I guess golf is the only thing that's maybe close because... You could have a horrendous hole and blow up your tournament and then you're out of it. Yeah. But it's like the equivalent of having a, a terrible shot in golf. One shot out of the 200 and, or, yeah, 280 that you take the weekend. If you screw one of them up, you're out. Yeah. And that can ruin your whole season. Yeah. That's just not how it is in golf. You can have a terrible shot and come back mm -hmm. and be fine. But that's motorsports in general. That's not just F1. That's All right, well, that's, F1's the only motorsport that I watch. Yeah, so. but F1... The, the consequences are just... F1, F1, the margins are finer. These guys are mm -hmm. millimeter perfect. These guys are mm -hmm. kilogram perfect. They're literally millimeters away. Yeah. They touch the wall. Yeah. And they touch they each other. That close. They touch the it's wall. It's insane. They rub tires. It's just the coolest sport. Yeah. Monaco, man. Oh my gosh. Speaking of a track, you need to jump on Monaco in F122. I have. You were there. You saw it. It was oh, yeah. terrible. I watched you bounce off the walls a bunch. But it was a disaster. I ran a race there. Oh, dude. Did you win? It is so hard. Did it you is win? It's so hard. I won. But that's wild. It's crazy racing at Monaco in that game. Especially, you don't really have a good feel for it. 
in that video game versus some others, but it's still, you have to be perfect. Yeah. Phil, you ran F122 races at Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce that? Is it Yas Marina or Yas, Yas or what? Yas Marina. Circuit. Yas Marina Circuit. My, one of my favorite BMW colors is Yas Marina Blue, which is, I have a special place in my heart for that track now. But we ran F122 rate laps in there, and the goal was we'd start on, I think you start in second. You don't start on You start in second in the race if you just do a quick race option. Right. And Five laps. And Yeah, five laps. You totally screw up the start, and you drop yourself back to 20th. And Tommy, his kid, and I did it, and we're trying to see how far up we could get. Tommy got up to first, back from 20th, and won the race in five laps. What did Colin get to? Did he get to fifth place? Colin, I think he got to eighth. I thought he got to fifth. And I got to 18th or 19th. I got to 18th, but then I got a time penalty. got moved back to 19th. (laughs) Tommy's a goat. So that'll tell you you how good I am at that game. This is against AI and F122. It's nothing special. We all know Tommy's the goat. He is definitely the goat when it comes to Tommy is the goat. We get on that game, and I'm like, man. I wish I could drive like that. I can't wait until I can. It's the coaching side of things that is difficult. Like, how do you teach somebody to to be faster in a sim? You, you didn't know? tell me how soft I had to hit the brake. Yeah, don't touch it. <laughs> hit the brake. You really you have to blow on it. You have yeah. to blow on it to get it to do what you yeah. need to do. Whoa. You adjust that. So <laughs> is that right? Fine, fine tuning. Yeah. What does the brake pedal feel like in a real F1 car, Phil? It's pretty stiff. How much braking force? How much braking force do they require? These guys got to put a lot in there. They got to put. I don't know the uh, the numbers, but I know it's pretty I mean, much up there. They're standing on the freaking. Yeah, brake but they're just inter- on their off days doing major leg lifts. Interesting. So they can have the strength to do it. Interesting enough that you just brought that up. So I watched something on Roman Grosjean's YouTube page today, and he was with mm-hmm. El Potato. Our, I don't know how to help you pronounce it. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Yeah, that kid. Yeah. <laughs> and they were talking about like the differences between F1 and IndyCar, and they brought some attention to the brakes. And then Pedro said that the brakes on an IndyCar are much harder to press than they were on the McLaren that he test drove recently. Hmm. And I thought that was interesting. And then, but then Roman came in and said, "What kind of brakes were you using?" He says, "The brakes I use are pretty stiff." So I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, and Grosjean, running Indy, knows current F1 cars and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You might say he knows them better than anyone else. He certainly knows he what knows they can withstand. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. I wish we yeah. had like a picture of a like fax machine just dropping down on the desk. Whenever we say something that's so profound. When you get your video, we can do that. Yes, we will. Sunday we'll do that. You'll say something amazing, and I'll drop a fax machine in the video. He knows how to rip a car apart. Is anyone even going to know what a fax machine is who's listening to this? I barely know what one is. I've never used one. I've literally never used a fax machine. Yeah. We got to get you up to speed on how to fax. I. You can fax from your iPhone. Backwards in time. That's not you a can fax. That's just like an email. It's literally just the fax app. They have a fax app? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fax y'all something Look, tonight. Look, it is right there. You have fax. it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why do you have the fax app? You don't have the fax Is yours called Genius Fax? No, no his is literally, literally called fax. F-A-X. Oh. <laughs> Mine's called Genius Fax. You all run very different businesses than I yeah. do. Was, We're just know, old school. I think I've printed, not including shipping out merch, I think I've printed two eight and a half by 11 pages in two years of business. That's pretty good. I might have done 10. I don't print things either. 
Do you print stuff, Philippe? You might print, print coaching sheets. I print F1 logos. I don't print much, man. I, you know what? That's a lie. I do print workout cards, especially for some of my athletes that I do like big classes for. I do print out workout cards, but that's very rare. We use uh, for our workout cards now. We use something called Coach Builder, which is digital, where everybody can get their workout on their cell phone. That's my move nice. into the future. Yeah. Digital is the way to go. Yeah. Speaking of, do we have many other F1 topics? I got a fun idea. No, go for it. What you got? All right, my fun idea is for people to get to know the three of us, and each you all have to, and I will too, but you all have to summarize your business in two sentences for the people listening. What do you do in two sentences? And the person who can do it with the least words wins. Oh, gosh. I make kids bigger, faster, stronger. Oh, that's one. Oh, that's old school BFS right there. All right, so wait. Let's count that. (laughs) I make kids bigger, faster, stronger. Six words. That's way too many words, Phil. That's... Well done, Philippe. Oh. Six words. I make kids bigger, faster, stronger. <laughs> what do you do? Tommy, you're next. Six words. That just gives you the chance to beat me with one word. But mine, ceramic coatings. That's not a sentence. You need complete That's, sentences. We you need a do, noun and a subject and a verb. We do ceramic coatings. We do ceramic coatings. There's four. Nobody knows what that means. Philippe's, win. Philippe's is better right now. <laughs> mine, I write emails and go to parties. God, That's the life, bro. What the fuck am I doing? Making kids bigger, faster, stronger. That was seven words. What? I write I and go, go to parties. parties. I write emails and party. There you go. Okay. So there we We're go. Tied. Five words. I win. <laughs> it's always a competition over here. It is always a competition. Everything is. Even Ryan though, like, always has to win at something. Yeah, because I can't beat you on any F1 <laughs> video games or anything like that. So i got to beat you in something. Mm. It is the life, Philippe, but that's going to be the life when this podcast goes big. We're not going to write email. We'll still write emails because emails are awesome and our emails are even more awesome. But we'll write emails, do podcasts, and go to races and party. That sounds good. That sounds like the life, right? Yeah, and eat at good uh, restaurants, right? No, not good restaurants. Great Great restaurants. The gold steak. I want a gold steak. All right, well, you better find some new listeners for the podcast (laughs) because we're going to need some sponsors for that. Do you really want a gold steak, though? Do you think that would be... It wouldn't taste any better. It wouldn't taste any better. We gotta find out. You just wanna feel like you're eating gold. It's not gonna taste any better. I'll put that out there right now. Have you ever had gold before? No, but we're going to. you gold before? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, I had gold in Austin. It was good. All right, well, we're gonna find out if it actually tastes better. All right, my dumb question. We all know I end it with a dumb question, unless Tommy looks like he has one more thing. No, go for it. Oh, yeah, the outro's after the dumb question. So my dumb question today is when this podcast is bigger, when this company is bigger, and we are going out to races, what is the race that y'all are the most excited to go to? And I want Philippe to start. God darn it. Yo, I am actually... This is any race, right? Any race, but it has to be on the current calendar or a rumor to be on a future calendar. I am excited about Vegas. I felt that coming. Yeah, that's a good answer. Even though you don't like the track layout. I don't like the track layout, but I think Vegas is just the perfect place to have. Especially for what F1 is trying to do. I think Vegas is the Mm -hmm. perfect place to have a race. You wouldn't wouldn't go Miami? Miami too, but I think Vegas comes first for right now. When the gravel trap goes to Las Vegas in November 23, how much money are we going to spend on that trip? I go to Vegas a lot. I'm going to spend more than what I spend. I think... 
If we're doing it up in Vegas, if we are, we gotta rent a fast car. That's two thousand right no, we there. We gotta win. We gotta rent three fast cars. Okay, that's six thousand right there. We gotta stay in like one of the yeah. Where are we? The staying? Aria, baby. Yeah, that's the answer. Yep, yeah, for sure. The Aria. There's no other place. So you're getting the two bedroom suite or the three bed, whatever the <laughs> Who hell. Who owns? Great. Who owns the Aria? Please sponsor us. Yeah, my thing. Our M Life or all. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and we're eating fantastic food out there because oh, they have so much of it. So many great restaurants out there. So many. And uh, probably shooting big guns out there too because they can do that there. Yeah, and we're, we're going to go. So they say it's in November, so it probably won't be any beach parties. I don't know. That's still warm out there, and then. I mean, Vegas should be okay. Yeah. 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 We're taking hell. So what do you think we're spending for the weekend? It's Twenty grand. All right, 20 grand it is. I honestly think 20 grand will be hard. I think we'll do 12 to 15. Bro, you just don't know. Why are you holding back? I'm not holding back. I'm just really thinking about it. First of all, the flights to Vegas, are they're going to be such a small part of that because we're in the country already. It'll be easy. Flights to Vegas are readily available and cheap. Flights to Vegas during an F1 weekend will be... They will not be crazy. Dude. They will be escalated, but they won't be insane. Dude, Vegas is a money pit, Okay. I don't know how many times you've went. They just want people to get there. Vegas, it is easy to spend a couple thousand dollars a day in Vegas. Easy. It's so easy. Just saying. People can do that right here All right, at Annapolis so Performance Codex. Note, note to say. <laughs> <laughs> then that's a shameless plug for Tommy's business. So note to self, Philippe does not get the credit card when we go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Philippe does not control the gravel trap credit card for Vegas, or he does, and we just have an amazing time. That's how I would. Like. Maybe we should go on that way, Philippe. You're gonna be the you're gonna be the CFO. That I think I'm guaranteed sure. to provide a fun time. I think it's guaranteed. Yeah, let me design that. I one. like that. I like the sound of that. All right, Tommy, what race are you most excited to go to? If I really like, my heart says Monaco because Monaco has always been. The race for me it's always been monaco has been the dream race to go to forever but if lewis is still racing and we go to the british grand prix what's this if stuff if lewis is still there next year when we go to the british grand prix i'm talking about if lewis is still in f1 i would like to go see him win the british grand prix I think that would be pretty wild. And I would like to be back at Silverstone and enjoy some time there. That's just, it's just a cool atmosphere. And I've never been there for an F1 weekend, but yeah, I would go to Silverstone. That's where it all started. That's where F1 started, 1950. That's where it all yeah. started. Is that true? I don't know that, but I'm going to roll with it. What do you think, Phil? Would you have fun in Silverstone or is that too lame for you? I think I would have fun for the racing aspect, but... Excuse me. Just for the racing, that's what <laughs> but, I'm talking about. Is there like a fun town around Silverstone? Because the last time I looked on the map, it was like in the middle there of nowhere. There is nothing. Yeah. Yo, the funnest yeah. thing we're going to do I'm, is I'm go to Fat. Let's go to Vegas. Yeah, yo, the funnest thing we're going to yeah, do with Silverstone yeah. is go yeah. to like Red Bull Racing. We're going to go to Aston Martin. We're going to go to go. We're going to go to Force India. Excuse me, not Force. We're going to go to Force India. Any one of those. It used to be Force India, literally right there at the track. Yeah. Which is now. Maybe we'll get like a, a drive, like a test drive or something like that out there. Maybe we can drive test drive the Valkyrie. That will be a highlight if we can. That'd be fun. But I don't think that would be fun. We got to go somewhere we're going to party. Ryan, interestingly enough, I think 
Canada, you would I think I had to leave. I had to leave Monaco open because I have a really good feeling Ryan's going to say Monaco. Ryan, no, I'm not going to say Monaco. Ryan, you will enjoy so Canada. What up, you will enjoy Canada so much. Oh man. gosh, I Canada. love Canada. That is one of the finest countries in this world. Montreal. I think during the F1 weekend, you will go crazy. Phil, you know. Yeah, it's those I'd, three streets, man. What are the three streets? There's Crescent. And there's two others. And it's just a party all, all night. day long. All during the whole yeah, they shut the whole I city. I love Canada. It is Canada is one of my favorite countries. If I had to move to another country, I know it's basically this country being the United States. I'd move to Canada. You want to know what's dope about uh, Montreal? Now, it feels like you're in a European country, even though you're in like North America. You know well, what yeah, else feels like you're in a European French. country? The United States of America. In Depending what? on what part you go to, if you go out, if you go out west and you go see some of the mountains and like the chalets out there and glacier, you feel like you're somewhere else. You don't feel like you're in the U.S. That's weird. Yeah. All right. So Tommy, knowing me better than Philippe does, and knowing that my favorite or the race I'm most excited about is not going to be Monaco, you should be able to guess what my favorite it's race Singapore. will be. Dude, you yes. already told us. It's, it's Shanghai. Yeah. No, it's, it's Singapore. No, Singapore. Singapore, you know what I meant. You were, think, you were thinking of Singapore. Yeah, yeah. the night no, race. The only reason I was saying Monaco is because of the prestige of the whole Monaco Grand Prix, but also... To me, though, Singapore is more special because I didn't live in Singapore, but I lived in Malaysia right across the border. Spent a lot of time in Singapore. It's a night race. I adore that country, and it is just one of the coolest places in the world. And I'm excited to try it out. And we're going to fly first class when we go there for sure on Singapore Airlines and it's going to be amazing. Let's make it happen. How long is that flight? So next year we're going to right, what depends Singapore. on what we do. We're going to Vegas, we're going to Silverstone. We're going to all of them. Um, so Goals. we can do a couple of flight options Philippe, for Singapore. We can either best option is to drive up to New York or take the train up to New York because they have the most options. But we'll either fly like New York to Germany and then on to Singapore. And that's like an eight-hour flight to New York or to Germany and like a 10-hour flight to Singapore. Or we could just go full send and take the longest flight in the world from Newark, New Jersey to Singapore, 18 and a half hours. Yeah. Party on a plane. Got to. All day long. What do you yeah. think we should do? I don't know. We should party. 18 and a half hours is a really long time to be it's on a plane. A we got to take some stops. And there's no first class option on that. It's business class only. But mm. it's comfortable. It's just not... It's not first it sounds class. like more. I don't know. As long as there's drinks and food, I'm good. Sitting there, you're doing your thing. There will definitely be there will be land. drinks and food, but when we go to some of these races in the UAE, we're flying Emirates. They have they have full bars on the plane, like a lounge where you can sit and a bar in the lounge. I think that'll. I think you'll love that, Philippe. That's gonna be your favorite race. Damn. I'm looking forward to. Gosh, can we budget this now? How about that be a first race? 130k a person. Uh which it's one 130k is, a person. Which one is the first race for you, Phil? Which what's, what's the first one we'll go to? Not your favorite race, not the one that you're most excited about. What's the first one? Because Vegas is late. Vegas is yeah. We got lots of time for that. We can budget. Did we lose him? Phil, you there? Yeah, you guys come out a little bit. Oh, there you are. All right. What is the first race you'd like to go to? Not your favorite race. What's the first race you'd like to go to? With us as a gravel trap. For, with the gravel trap, yeah. Vegas, dude. 
That's not changing. That's too far. That's too far out. Oh, you're talking that's about that. if we were talking. We're, we're talking about like financial goals. What are you shooting for for us to go to the race? Are we going to Melbourne next year? Are we going to oh, watch Australia? the first race of the season? Can we fly Qantas first class? Coming live in Australia. Yeah, that would be dope. In the gravel trap on the side of the track. I want to go there for my 40th. In the gravel. Australia. For your 40th? Mm -hmm. We'd have to go back in time for that. <laughs> ah, you motherfucker. We got two years. Uh, two years. All right, so two years, yeah? Yeah, two years from now. Oh, dude, we'll be able to do whatever you want in two years. Nah, this is something my wife and I are going to do. We're playing. Oh, it. never mind. Oh, okay. You guys can do whatever you want in two years. Yeah, yeah, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Yeah, but I was thinking you wanted to do it with us, but never mind. No, I do. What I'm we'll all go out there. We'll scope it out first, and then you guys can pick all the. Yeah, we'll, look, we'll know everything, so our experience can be great. But um, I would just like to say, whenever we start traveling to races, I'm going to be in charge of booking flights and hotels, and you aren't allowed to look at the prices. Deal. Yeah, that's a deal. I don't want to look at the prices. I you, just want to go enjoy. You it. really will not, because <laughs> we're going to do it right when we do it. All right, anything else? We're definitely off the F1 yeah. topic, but you know that as Philippe so eloquently we explains. We're on F1 right now. We're talking about going to races. Ryan loves the theatrical part of F1 more than any other part, and flying first class, private jets, big hotels is all part of it. Party. You know what? I think, I think we just actually pinpointed what we all really like about the sport. You're talking I like about the parties. Going to Singapore and the parties. And the glamour. The glitz and, and, the, and the, glam the glamour is my right thing. And, and all of that. Philippe is talking about going to Vegas, which is going to be crazy. That's going to be a party on no, Vegas. No, Philippe's favorite part of the sport is definitely the technical stuff. He's a complete yeah. nerd. Yeah, absolutely. But this is Philippe we're talking about, right? <laughs> Philippe is, you'll get to know the guy. Philippe, you're not going to sleep when we go to Vegas. Yeah, I don't think you're. Yep, yeah, guilty as charged. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to sleep when you go to Vegas, right? At least not to I'm my gonna, knowledge. I'll meet you in the morning. I'm gonna have to take a couple naps. Yeah, I can show you some. Man, I can show you some pictures of what Vegas is supposed to look like when you're done. That's why you know Vegas on F1 or F1 in Vegas. That's gonna look a little bit different. I think you and I have gone to very different Vegases. You're talking about the one in Nevada, right? <laughs> We're talking about the one in the valley. Good times to be had by all of us. Let's make it happen. All right, Tommy, let's read the outro. Let's close it out. <laughs> well, thanks again for joining us. I'm Tommy. I'm, oh, I'm Ryan. And I'm Philippe. <laughs> all right, you guys have a great day. Thanks once again for listening to us on The Gravel Trap.